Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. We've been going through book of Jonah, and we've been looking at the whole issue of being a fugitive, running from God. And for the first three chapters, the whole focus has been, if you remember, that God has told Jonah to do one thing, and that's this over here. And Jonah didn't like what he was told to do, and that specifically was as he was to preach to Nineveh, that Nineveh is going to be destroyed. And then in the meantime, he decided he was going to head in the other direction and go to Tarshish. And remember, he didn't get very far, did he? And so we've seen over the last few weeks the whole issue of running away from God. We talked about the issue of brokenness. We saw that through Jonah's prayer in the belly of the whale. Last week, we saw the issue of the repentance of Nineveh. It was basically, the focus was shifted from Jonah for the moment to the people of Nineveh and the interaction of God with them as they came to the place of repentance. Now we get to chapter 4. In chapter 4, we're going to get back to the guy named Jonah, except the focus is going to turn away from what we would see as running from God because of sin. But we're going to see a different issue here. We're going to talk about running from God because of anger. And in particular, we're going to talk about running from God because you're angry with God. Because you're mad at Him. Because you're upset with Him. And so... God's trying to interact in your life, but you've been angered by something that you perceived Him to do or you didn't like what He did or didn't do. So you've made the decision to head in the other direction. You've decided to run away from God because of anger. We're going to move away from the issue of outright disobedience and sin. We're going to talk about being angry with God. Now you say, is it possible to be angry with God? Yes. It's possible to be angry with God. There have been times when I have been angry with God. When something I felt that should have happened didn't happen. And I've been angry with Him about it. Anger is natural. It's what you do with the anger. It's what results from the anger. And the issue that we're going to see in our passage today is that the anger is driving Jonah to once again run away from God. I want you to notice with me chapter 4. Let's look at verse 1 and notice what the writer writes. So it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said to him, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might see what would become of the city. And the Lord prepared a plant and made it come over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was very grateful for the plant 
But as the morning dawned, the next day, God prepared a worm, and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened that when the sun arose, that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself and said, It is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, It is right for me to be angry, even to death. But the Lord said, You have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in the night and perished in a night. Should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and much livestock? What we're going to see here is the whole issue of anger, of being angry at God, because, my friends, in this passage, what you're viewing here is a prophet of God who is mad at God. He is angry at the Lord. And so I want you to see, notice first of all, his anger, the prophet's anger. A couple things I want you to see here. Three things actually that talk about his angry. Why is Jonah angry? He did what God told him to do. Why would he be upset? So I want you to see why he's upset. First of all, I want you to notice with me in verse 1. Notice what it says there. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. The first thing I want you to see here is that he viewed God's actions as wrong. He viewed God's actions as wrong. Jonah was displeased by God. Now what you don't see in your English translation is this. That word displeased in the Hebrew original language in which it was written was written from a derivative of the word evil. So basically what's happening here is that Jonah is viewing what God has done by sparing the people of Nineveh as evil. And so he's displeased. He's angry because he thinks what God has done by sparing the enemy of Israel, he's upset because it didn't go his way. His way would have been wipe them all out. So he thinks that what God has done is wrong. See, it's easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? You and I have value systems. We have things that we wish for. We have things that we hope for. And we see it this way. And when it doesn't go that way, and especially for you and I as Christians, because we know that we can go to God and we can talk to Him, we can pray, and we will pray, and we lift up those things and we say, God, this is the way I think it should be. This is the way I see it. But then when this happens and everything turns upside down, and we can't make sense of it as to why that happened because we wanted it to be this way. It's like this now. We get mad at God. We get angry with God because we think God has done us wrong because we've talked to Him. We've even claimed verses. Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do. Jesus, I prayed that prayer and I put on that ending in Jesus' name. God, I've been a good person this week, even with that clerk at Walmart. She deserved a chewing, dressing down, but I knew I needed you to do this over here, Lord, so I did what I had to do, but it didn't turn out the way. And so you get angry with God. Isn't that true? Let's be honest with ourselves. Isn't it true?
When we want God to do something and it doesn't happen the way we think it should happen, then we begin to view it as God has done me wrong. How many of you have been there? Just be honest. Let's be honest. Come on, look around. We've all been there, haven't we? We begin to view God as wrong. The next thing I want you to see here is, and then notice what it says there. Again, verse 1, notice what it says. Displeased Jonah exceedingly, and notice what it says, it became, he became angry. Here's what I want you to see. The next thing I want you to see is, is that he was consumed with anger towards God. Again, our English translation doesn't bring it out, but that word anger there, actually the word means to be inflamed. It means like pouring gasoline on a fire, a flare-up. It's a consuming anger. So here's Jonah. He's got a value system of what he thinks should happen. He believes God for it to happen. It doesn't happen. Everything's upside down. And not only does he see God's actions as wrong, he's now hopping mad. He is angry at God. And I'm not just talking about just being, oh, I'm miffed. I'm talking about he is downright mad at God because God didn't do what he thinks should have happened. And that's where he is. That's the prophet's anger. He's right there. He's angry at him. And why is that? Notice what it says, verse 2 and 3. Here's what happened. Listen to how he prayed. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was this not what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish, For I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Here's the final point about his anger, and this is the consuming point. He was angry because his will was frustrated. My friends, here's the point. I want you to see it. This is the whole issue about the anger issue of being angry at God. When you and I get to the place of where we are mad at God, I mean, we are ticked off, hopping mad, angry at God, because He didn't do what we thought should happen. The issue is, is because we were frustrated in what we thought should happen. We had a determination. We prayed. Listen, it was, Lord, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do that. And it doesn't happen. You get mad at God because what you wanted didn't happen. The issue is, is that your will got frustrated. See, that was, here's the thing, I want you to understand, you've got to understand where Jonah's coming from. You think, man, what's up with Jonah? What's the deal with Jonah here? Why is he acting this way? I mean, 120,000 people, come on, Jonah. What's the deal? You want to wipe them out. You don't understand. I told you before that the Assyrians were a very wicked people. They were the enemies of Israel. They were, and listen, being a prophet of God, he would know that God would use them to punish Israel. And that many Israelites would die. And that the northern kingdom, ultimately, we know this from history, would be wiped out. You understand? These were the enemies. And as far as he was concerned, they don't need salvation. They don't need redemption. They need the grave. They need to be wiped out. So you can understand his anger. So his value system... What he thought should happen was frustrated. And he's angry with God. He's upset. Listen, you might be here today, 
Maybe you were hoping that God would do something at your workplace and it didn't happen. You got angry with him because what you wanted didn't happen. Maybe it was somebody who was struggling with a health issue and it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen and you got angry with God. It could be a whole multitude of things where we can get so consumed with anger and the reason for the anger is because what we think should happen doesn't happen. And so we lash out at God. That's the prophet's anger. My friends, you and I have been there, haven't we? We've been there. That's the prophet's anger. I want you to notice something now, the impact of the anger. I want you to notice what happens when we get angry at God. Where, it's a slippery slope, my friends. What happens when we get angry with God? First of all, I want you to notice verse 4. Here, Notice the question that God is asking him. Verse 4. Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? The issue isn't necessarily right. Another way of translating it is, Is it good for you to be angry? Does it do you any good? Here's the question. Is anger doing you any good? Let me just stop for a moment. I've got to qualify some things here because you might be saying, well, George is telling me I can't be angry. No, no. No, anger is a natural reaction. Anger happens when our value system is reproached. When what we think is right becomes wrong. And anger... The issue isn't anger. Because remember, when we go over to the New Testament, the New Testament says, be angry, it says, and what? And sin not. It's what you do with the anger. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, being angry with God, let me just stop for a moment. That's a natural reaction because we don't understand God's ways. We don't understand why God does the things that He does. We don't understand why He doesn't answer some prayers. The question is, and this is the question that God is asking Jonah is, is it good for you to be angry like this for so long? What are you doing with the anger, Jonah? What are you doing with the anger? That's the issue. Is anger doing any good in your life? See, anger can be productive or it can be destructive. You hear what I said? Anger can be productive or destructive. Anger is when our value systems are challenged, we get angry. But it's what do you do with the anger? And you can be here and you can be allow it to consume you and it can be destructive in your life or it can be productive. Anger can be productive. We'll talk about that in a moment. But what I want you to see here is that is anger doing you any good? Look, in fact, there's a parallel passage to this. If you go all the way over to Genesis chapter 4, God asked the very same thing of another man. You say, who was that man? Genesis chapter 4 is the story of a man by the name of Cain. Listen to what God said to him. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? For if you do not do well, sin lies at your door, and its desire is for you but you should rule over it. See, again, parallel passage. Here, it's a different gentleman. He's angry. He's angry at God. Remember now, Cain's ultimate anger was at God. And God says to him, why are you angry? If you don't deal with your anger, it can either be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. And a bad thing, it will consume you. And then notice the next thing. It says there, verse 8, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, Cain rose up, against Abel, his brother, and killed him. See, is it doing you any good? 
You're mad at God right now because of something that happened that you felt that He should have done and you're holding on to it. And the question, my friend, is it doing you any good? Is it being productive or destructive? Because, my friends, if it's being destructive, I'm going to be honest with you, it's eventually going to cause you to go down a path of where you are going away from God. In fact, that's my next point I want you to see there. It breaks fellowship with God. It breaks fellowship with God. Because I want you to notice something. Look at verse 5. God is asking him this question, and I want you to notice, listen to how Jonah responds. Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might see what would become of the city. He didn't even answer God. Here's what he did. He's interacting with God. God is speaking to him saying, Jonah, is it good for you to be this angry? Here's what Jonah did. He walked away from him. He broke the fellowship with him. And you can almost see the attitude in his heart. Like, why do I need to talk to you? You're not going to do what I want you to do anyhow. You should have wiped those people out, God. They don't even deserve to be alive. And you're worried about me and my anger? I'm out of here. And he's off. Running away from God again. Because he's mad because of what God didn't do for him. See, that's the point. Is anger right? Is it good for you? Because, my friends, the slippery slope, if you deal with it in a destructive way, it's going to break that fellowship with God where it's like... And notice something. When you have people who are angry with God, they don't believe anything to God. They become... Here's the key word. You never notice they become realists? You ever notice what I mean by that? A realist? Another word is cynical. You can write it across their forehead. They become cynical now. They almost become mocking. So like to hear prayer requests in church. Oh yeah. Yeah, I believe that God can answer prayer. That's what they say out loud, but inside they're going, oh yeah, you're going to find out He doesn't do everything you want Him to do. And you become cynical in your life because you've broken fellowship. You have walked away from God because what you believed Him for didn't happen. And so there you are running away from him again. That's the impact of anger. It drives you away from God. But I want you to notice something here. As we look at this passage, there's something wonderful here that you and I need to notice, and I think that is so wonderful, is as we look at verses 6-11, through 11, you see the mercy of God. Even though you've got a prophet who's angry, even though you've got a prophet who's upset, even though you've got a prophet whose value system has been what he thinks is right didn't happen. And he's just like turning his back on God. He's walking away from God. I want you to notice something about God. I want you to notice something. Look with me at verse 6. This is a wonderful, beautiful thing. Notice what it says. And the Lord prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his mercy. Here's the thing I want you to see. First thing. God still works with us. God still works with us, my friends. God still works with us. Even though we have thumbed our nose at Him and we're off on our own path, God in His mercy and His grace because He cares for you still works with us. Listen, can I be asking them, if you and I were treated that way by Jonah, would you be worried about his head sweating in the sun? You'd probably be praying for more sun. 
If somebody was that rude to you and upset with you, that when you talk to them and try to work it out, they just shut their mouth, they don't even say anything, they just turn away from you, you'd be like, okay, you go on. Fend for yourself. I don't care for you. But I'm going to tell you something. That's us. That's human beings, isn't it? What I want you to notice here is, is that's not God. God still cares for us, still loves us. And here's what He did. He provided shade. Man, it must have been some kind of plant. Just pops up overnight, full bloom. But there it is. And it's shading him. Why? Because he cared for him. Here's the wonderful thing about God. Even though you get angry with him, even though you think he's done you wrong, the fact of the matter is he still loves you. He still loves you. He still cares for you. He's still looking out for you. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Isn't that a wonderful thing about God? The mercy of God is is that He still works in us. He still works in us. And here's the thing I want you to notice with me. Look with me at verse 7 through 11. Notice what He does. But as the morning dawned the next day, God prepared a worm, and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened that when the sun arose, that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat on Jonah's head, so that he grew faint. He had sunstroke, is basically what they're describing here. Then he wished death for himself and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Now notice what God did. Then God said to Jonah, again, same question, is it right or is it good for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, it is right for me to be angry even to death. But the Lord said, you have had pity on a plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow which came up in the night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, a great city, which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock? Here's what I want you to see is, is he wants us to work through the anger. See, just simply being angry for anger's sake is not going to do you any good. Just being angry about something, yes, your value system got reproached. Yes, what you thought should happen didn't happen. Yes, you felt like God gave you a raw deal and your life is going to be different now because of it. Yes. But you see, my friends, it can be destructive or productive. Destructiveness is just sitting around being angry. Not dealing with it. But listen, you don't deal with anger, anger deals with you. See, God doesn't want anger to deal with you. He wants you to deal with anger. He wants you to work through the anger. He wants you to work through it. And ultimately, as you work through the anger, ultimately, the anger should drive you back to God. The anger should bring you back to the one you're angry with. See, that's the reality. He says to Jonah, Jonah, you're upset about the plant. You didn't even do anything for the plant. You had pity on the plant. How much more should I have pity on 120,000 people who are ignorant, who don't know the difference between their right hand and their left, the difference between right and wrong? How much more should I not have pity on them if they repent? I know your value system got messed up, Jonah. But you've got to see things my way. See, what he's calling him to is to work through his anger to begin to see things. And this is my next point. Here's what I want you to see is that he wants us to gain a new perspective. God wants you and I to gain a new perspective. He wants us to see things the way he sees them. He wanted Jonah to see what 
He saw. You know what? There you are. You're frustrated. You wanted God to do something. He didn't do it. And all you can see is what He didn't do. What you need to do is take a step back and begin to see the situation from the way God saw it. What He wanted to accomplish. Jonah's an interesting book. Here's why it's an interesting book. It just ends. We don't know what Jonah did. We don't know how he responded to God. We don't know if he was consumed with anger the rest of his life. We don't know if he dealt with it. He came to a place of peace of submitting himself to the will of God, whatever it might be. We don't know. But you know, my friends, some of you here today, some of you are sitting here and you're angry at God. Maybe it's something he did years ago. Maybe it's something he just did last week and you don't understand it and you're mad at him. And like Jonah, you just kind of thumbed your nose and walked away. You have the key to how you're going to end the story in your life. We don't have it with Jonah. It's how you decide to deal with it. So I want to give you three things in closing to help you deal with it the right way. And that you're no longer walking in this direction. You're back over here where you need to be with God. First thing I want you to consider is this. This is a question. This is a real question. You've got to ask yourself this question. You've got to be honest with yourself. Is Are you angry with God? Ask yourself that question. Are you angry with God? You say, well, what? I've got to ask myself that question because you can deceive yourself. Here's the thing, because you can bury anger. You may have been anger. Let's say something happened 15 years ago and you were ticked off that God didn't do what you wanted Him to do. You cried out to Him. I mean, you prayed more than you ever prayed. You fasted. You did all the right things. I mean, you emptied your bank account into the offering plate trying to buy God's answer. You made all kinds of promises. And then He didn't do it. And you were mad 15 years ago. And here's what you did. Because you didn't deal with it, here's what we do. We stuff it. We stuff the anger. So you might be sitting here today and say, oh, I'm not angry. Really? Everybody else notices it. You've just learned to live with it. Because you've stuffed it. And it's manifesting itself. It's manifesting itself in a realist attitude when it comes to the things of God. It manifests itself in your prayer life. You may not even pray anymore because you're like, well, what's the use? He knows everything. Are you angry? Answer theirs. I mean, you may have to say to yourself, yes. So you've got to ask yourself that question. Next thing I want you to notice is this. You've got to work through your anger. You say, how do I do that, George? Man, I have been so angry for so long, and my feelings are still raw. How do I work through it? Number one, you've got to talk to God about it, first of all. You've got to work through it with God. You've got to be honest with Him. Don't be mansy-pansy and say, oh, well, Lord, Your will be done. But on the inside, you're just mad. You're seething. How dare you, God? Part of working through it be real. So you've got to work through your anger, so you've got to talk to God about your anger. And then finally, the third thing I want you to do is, is turn back to Him. We've already talked about that. Turn back to God. Quit running away from Him because of your anger. Turn back to God. Turn back to Him. Go back where you need to be. Come back over here. Where are you at? How does the story end in your life? Choose the right path. 
thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.